Well, hello there. It's Dr. Nicoletta with the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm a physician, dermatologist, lifestyle entrepreneur, mama in medicine, and confidence success strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring guests, lifestyle, relationship, and business tips to help you consistently take action, act confident, and live an abundant life. Step out with confidence and get ready. Hello, and welcome to episode zero. This is Dr. Nicoletta, your host. I can't believe today is the day that I am launching the Millennial Doc Podcast. Today is a special edition because I will be sharing a part of my story. I am so excited to share with you all what I've experienced, learned, and loved, and how it has really equipped me with the tools to design a life that I am so happy about. A life that I'm still working on every single day to improve, but regardless, I'm just so happy about. So first off, whether you are tuning in on the early commute in the morning, whether it be a quick workout, commute home while doing housework, or just starting your morning off with positivity, I am very grateful that you are taking the time to invest in yourself and come along with me on my journey. Now, You may ask, like, why did I title the podcast The Millennial Doc? Well, first off, I am a millennial, and I just think that our generation craves a community of like-minded individuals who share the same values. Our vision is a world where people really freaking thrive. We are different because we need to be different. Our world can't change unless we change. We as a generation are conscious. We are compassionate, we are creative, bold, courageous, diverse, collaborative, let me tell you, and adventurous. I am a millennial who is carrying the next generation in my womb as I speak. And I also think that healthcare millennials are different. We love our profession as a healthcare professional, but also we thrive on being multifaceted which means we have many different talents in all kinds of fields and subject areas, and that it's totally okay to not just be one-dimensional. So let me start by sharing my backstory with you. So my two intentions for this first episode are first to tell you who I am and my story, and then to talk about the intention for this podcast and why you should tune in and press play. So first, who am I? I mean, to really understand me, you have to understand my journey of how I became the woman I am today. So let's go back to where it all started. So I'm actually 28 years old as I'm launching this. Born in 1990. Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio by my parents who are both Eastern European immigrants. My mom's family came when she was 14 years old and my dad came when he was in his early 20s. You know, one thing about coming from an immigrant family is that you are just hungry. You are just willing to work much harder than others. You get to appreciate it. You don't complain. You put your head down and just work and realize what of an amazing opportunity do you have in this country. My parents always said that they wanted more for their children since moving to this country. They moved for opportunity. They immigrated from former Yugoslavia. And you know what? My dad didn't know much English when he came here. He told me that when he came here, people made fun of him for not being able to speak in English. Yet, 
he didn't listen to those voices. He didn't listen to the outsiders or the naysayers. But he built a very successful dental technician business. And you know what? My parents taught us the immigrant hustle. My parents paved the way for me. The immigrant hustle really gives you an advantage. There's no excuses, no complaining, just figure it out and get it done attitude. You know, but let me tell you, that doesn't mean I didn't have failures. I had setbacks. I had plenty of setbacks that could have stopped me, but I kept pursuing my dreams. I was one of three girls, middle child, and let me tell you, I kicked butt at school and sports. My parents taught their children how to speak Serbian as our first language prior to even starting school. They used to take me every Sunday to learn how to read and write in the Cyrillic Serbian alphabet. Okay, so which I really used to hate at times because like who wants to go to school on the weekend? I mean, who wants to wake up and like also learn how to, you know, read and write in another, you know, language that wasn't even the language that you're going to school for. But, you know, now looking back, it's amazing that I have this skill because now I can go to, you know, Serbia and like understand anything that's written in the Cyrillic alphabet when I'm there. So I'm grateful for the things that my parents did for us. And you know, I was an overachiever when it came to academics and sports, and I was a fitness fanatic, basically. As a teenager, you would either see me studying or basically with my tomboy clothes and a basketball. Like if we had a party at home, like I'd be dressed up for the beginning and then I'd change into my basketball shorts and shirt and then asked who wants to play basketball with me. That was just me. Work ethic was never a problem for me. I saw it in my parents and it was embedded in my cells. I knew that my goal was to become a doctor as soon as I could and nothing could stop me. I love the human body and I loved helping people. One of the things you will get to learn about me through my journey and this podcast is that I have never let failure stop me from going after my dreams. And I am here to inspire you to do the same. So let's go back to when I was 10 years old. So this was in 2000, the year 2000. That's when I first fell in love with the sport of choice basketball. Okay, so at that time, I used to watch Kobe Bryant and was literally obsessed with the Lakers. I was rooting for them to win every championship in the early 2000s, even went against my parents when they were rooting for the Sacramento Kings. I was so focused on becoming an excellent basketball player. I used to order Michael Jordan DVDs and watch all his prior, you know, highlight reels, highlight clips, and study and analyze all the NBA greats. I used to know the history of all the big events and players in the NBA, and it was just a dream of mine that one day maybe I could play professionally in the WNBA. I just loved the thrill of having something so challenging be met. So during this time when I was a child, I also watched my parents own their own business. They owned their own dental technician business. So they were able to work on their own time, but I saw how hard they really worked to have their own business. You know, it was always nice to have mom home with us when we were growing up so she could work from home, but at the same time, she could be with her three girls and teach us how to speak Serbian and, you know, teach us how to cook and just be there with her kids, which I think is so important. Seeing my parents work so hard made me realize that I had no excuses but to excel in school and do well. So 
fast forward two years later, I'm now about 12 years old in seventh grade. So at this time, I started to take my chance and try out for the middle school sports teams. And the first one I tried out for is basketball, which was my love. I still remember the day that the coach posted the final roster list of accepted players for the seventh grade team. And I didn't see my name on the list. I mean, I remember going to the locker room, changing and crying outside the building as my mom came to pick me up. It devastated me. I just like knew I could be the greatest, yet I was let down by this failure. I then decided that I was going to do girls track that spring a few months later. I didn't even know I was really that good at running, but I was going to try. So I was stellar at the one mile runs, winning races and finishing with excellent mile times. I was one of the favorites on the long distance team for track. I remember one day the basketball coach who cut me came to me and said, wow, I did not realize you were so athletic until now in track, I actually see that. It honestly made me angry because he didn't realize this sooner and I use it as motivation to get even better. That summer, I took private shooting and skills coaching and literally worked for hours and hours outside on my basketball game. I also moved to a new and top Northeast Ohio school district in eighth grade. You know, I was excited for the change. At this young age, I realized that change could be such a good thing. I tried out for the eighth grade girls basketball team and the coach there couldn't believe I didn't make the seventh grade team in my old school. She thought I was lying to her. So yes, I made the team and we had an excellent season and it was amazing. So I continuously worked on my game that summer, preparing for the next school year when I start high school. And that's when one of my greatest accomplishments back then happened was that I made the freshman varsity girls basketball team, which is a huge feat, as most of the players are seniors and juniors. I was one of two freshman girls who made the varsity team. You see, that one instance of me crying after not making the first team I tried out for in seventh grade gave me the fuel to work even harder at my dreams. One of my favorite quotes by Michael Jordan is, I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. And I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. Basketball was a big part of my life during my teenage years. It was at the time that I did make the varsity team that LeBron James was drafted to Cleveland, and so I started to watch and analyze how he would play. Every day after school, I would finish my studying and homework quickly, and we had season tickets at that time, so I made sure I made it to every home season game because I knew that when I watched great players and when I tried to model success, that I was going to be successful. I remember I used to try to pass and imitate exactly how LeBron makes assists. The coolest assistant passes ever, under the back, under the legs, you know, no look passes. I just did it all. I, I used to, I couldn't wait until I got on the court and just went in and practiced it myself. I just strive to be great. Greatness was a part of me. It was inside me that I was never going to give up. Another thing that basketball taught me was teamwork, discipline, work ethic, and continual striving for improvement. These skills were then translated to my performance in academics. But then, little did I know that another setback was coming. After being so excited to play in the varsity girls basketball team in 9th and 10th grade, as a junior in 11th grade, after being on the varsity team for two years, like I said, 
the coach of the varsity team decided to cut me from the team and not play anymore. Again, I was devastated. I cried to myself again. Literally playing basketball was all I did and dreamt about. I couldn't believe that he did this to me. How could I have spent so much time with this team and hours of practice and even quit playing tennis to focus more on basketball and he did this to me? Everyone at school after was shocked. I started to rethink why I even played. Did I play because I truly loved the game or just for other purposes? It made me remember that yes, I played because it was fun. And also, <laughs> I pretty much really loved competition and still do. And of course, it was an excellent way for me to stay in shape. But you know, even this situation, it happened for a reason. And I still went on and played basketball for fun, just not on a team. But I still enjoyed it like no other. I used this failure though and setback that I had in 11th grade as a motivation to redirect my focus into my studies. So I took hard advanced placement AP and honors classes my last two years of high school to better prepare myself for the next stage in life, college. I surrounded myself with other students who also wanted big things in life. So I graduated high school in the top 6% in my large class of 500 students, a GPA above 4.0. I was accepted as a senior in high school to a six-year BSMD program, where basically it means that you could become a physician in six years by finishing undergraduate bachelor's degree of science in two years. So there I was, right? I mean, perfect. Like you can become a doctor in six years. You're going to get there. You're going to be done at like 24. You start your life at 24. This is going to be amazing, right? So there I was exactly one month after graduating high school, July 1st, 2008, when I started college. Let me tell you though, this was no other normal college experience. It was intense. I only came in with about four credit hours that I was able to use for AP Spanish, but other than that, I was in for a lot of work. My first semester, I completed 12 hours. Then my first fall semester, 23 hours. Then first spring, 25. And then that following summer, I did 22 hours that summer. And so basically within a one year span, I had the senior college level status based on credit hours completed. So in one year, after graduating high school, I finished general chemistry one and two, organic chemistry one and two, physics one, quantitative analysis, genetics, bio one and two, and like way more science classes that I can't even remember now. And I got all A's. So there you go. I mean, I excelled and did so well. And now I just had one more year to complete, one more year prior to starting medical school, which was totally awesome because like who wouldn't want to, you know, cut their undergrad short and just be done in two years? I mean, what was I thinking? But I seriously had no time to actually learn about other things in life that would actually make me a good doctor, like nutrition and self-care prior to medical school. All I consumed myself with was school study because that's all I ever had time for. And yes, I did play basketball for fun. You know what though? I loved adversity. I always felt I had a chip on my shoulder being a first-generation American from an immigrant family who had no idea what it was like to apply to medical school. I was going to be the first doctor in the family. And you know what? I had to be resourceful to figure out how to even go about doing it. But I love this adversity. I even loved it on the basketball court when I was one of the only girls in college who played with the guys. And they would totally underestimate me until I started schooling them. Did they actually take me seriously? <laughs> I was then known for my mid-range jumper and pump fake. And then they actually started guarding me. So that's all fun and games and, you know, 
But then really came the biggest challenge. I was excelling in an advanced pace in school. And now I had to get a minimum requirement for the MCAT, which is the pre-entrance exam for medical school, one of the hardest pre-entrance exams for a graduate school. And I had to get a minimum requirement for this exam in order to start medical school at the ripe old age of 20. I took that test and missed the cutoff. I studied some more and again missed the cutoff, again and again and again. Long story short, this exam defeated my confidence. I honestly didn't even think I was worthy anymore. Failing at this exam instilled habits of self-doubt that I continuously to this day am working on. I was trying to do everything and for some reason I just wanted to get done as soon as I could. Like speeding through undergrad and speeding through this is going to be like the best thing ever. Because of missing the MCAT by one point, I wasn't able to start med school with all my friends after those two years of being done with my Bachelor of Science degree. I felt like I was the only one being left behind. Again, it felt like I wasn't worthy anymore. I started to doubt if medicine is really meant for me. It was like this pause in my life was just meant to happen. It allowed me to reflect more on what was important in life. This setback actually allowed me to get more into reading about a plant-based lifestyle, reading various nutrition books, learning about preventative medicine to help me prepare to be a better doctor. I had this plan that I was going to this medical school in Northeast Ohio since senior year of high school. And if this plan didn't work out, well, I don't know. I just, I felt unworthy and I just felt that my expectations I put on myself were not met. However, you know, this setback was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. As I drew closer to God, relied more on my faith and his plan for my life. I was also then introduced to my now husband, Eddie who played a big part in my spiritual walk. I started to really let go and give up control and allow God to really lead my life and just not be upset when things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. It was a blessing as I took an extra year off, I retook the MCAT, scored very high, and was accepted into medical school in Southern California. And it was amazing because I still started med school after four years, it was just a very untraditional four years. And it was like a dream come true to move from where I lived for 21 years in Ohio to California. I remember I was in a spin class and the instructor played that Tupac California Love. I was just like, wow, I cannot wait. This thing that I thought was a failure, not speeding through life and starting med school after two years of undergrad was actually a complete blessing. This break in life was meant for me to travel, read books on things I am passionate about, develop a healthier lifestyle to be a better doctor, and start a relationship with my now husband. I still remember the day that I got the call that I was accepted into med school. I was driving home from my grandmother's nursing home, and I saw a California number calling. And I picked up anxiously, and as soon as I heard the good news, I cried tears of joy. Tears that nobody could quite understand what they meant to me. God had answered my prayers after feeling like I was not worthy and all the self-doubt that this experience created in me was taken away at that moment you see my failure gave me strength and my pain in the past was my motivation so then i moved to california i started med school at age 22 and it was really difficult being away from my family but i was so excited for this new adventure moving from ohio to california at the start of first year med school I wanted to ask mentors for advice on what I can best do to have a great experience. 
I remember asking a guy who did his first year of med school already about tips on how to be, you know, prepared best for school. He asked me what specialty I wanted to go into, and I said dermatology. He then told me, how do you think you will get into dermatology without any physician in your family and it being one of the most competitive fields to enter? After a conversation, he basically told me I shouldn't even try and made fun of the fact that I'm pursuing such a competitive field in the first year of med school. So again, as always, I loved adverse, but one of the things I always knew about myself is that I was totally okay with asking for help and I believed in myself. I didn't want to listen to him. I knew what I was capable of. I seeked out mentors in dermatology early on and through med school published several and many papers. I knew that networking was very important and I also believed in myself that it doesn't matter what he said or anyone says that I am going to get to my dream no matter what. So fast forward through the years of med school, in December of my fourth year, I married my sweetheart husband. And the next thing that happens, of course, for every fourth year senior is the news of matching in March into their specialty. But again, another setback in March. I did not match into dermatology when all other seniors were matching in their senior year. Again, this setback, even though, yes, it hurt, and yes, I cried again, but for some reason, all the other experiences that led to this point allowed me to know that I can do this, and nobody will tell me if I can or can't. It doesn't matter if I had a failure. It doesn't matter if someone told me that, oh, you can't do this. Nothing matters other than your belief in yourself. You see, I didn't believe that a test score would lead me to being the best doctor. I didn't believe anything could stop me into going into my dream specialty, even though it was super competitive. The only thing that could ever stop me is myself. It did not matter what it takes. I just did it. I worked day after day after finding out I didn't match on research projects and published and worked hard in the following year as an intern, I matched into dermatology. You see, if I listened to all the doubters or those that told me to follow the statistics or told me to take a different path, I wouldn't be here today doing what I absolutely love. So I share this with you all, this story about how each setback led to another, which led to more growth and led to another. I share all that with you because to feel more confident, it really just begins with the willingness to try. Confidence is a decision to try. It's action-based. It's having faith and believing in yourself and just taking action. I had a belief in myself that I could do it no matter how long it takes or what it takes. So there you have it. My first year in residency, I matched into dermatology and I was like, wow, I finally reached this pinnacle of success that I was working so hard for, for years, literally. But when I got there, I was just like, wait, is this it? Is this what and how it really feels like? You see, I got there, but I lost myself throughout the last few years in med school. I gained 20 pounds. I no longer was active like I used to be. I was negative all the time. I complained. I had horrible money mindset. I didn't take time to do the things that I enjoyed. And I would look into the mirror and not even know who I was anymore. So what's the point of all this success if you lose your health, your faith, or don't take care of yourself? Isn't that what I'm supposed to be, a doctor? But how can I do that if I am not the best example for my patients, if I am not actually doing it myself? 
Think about it. So it was then that I decided to make a change. It was during my first year of residency that I took my health and life seriously. And I started to get into reading personal development and taking on the habits and rituals that successful people had. I started to dive into the world of entrepreneurship. I started to fill my brain with the possibilities and started dreaming. Dream, dreaming about how I really want to design my life and not, how, and not how I am expected to based on society's norms. I started to acquire and learn new skills and push myself beyond what I thought was ever possible, all while being in residency. I didn't make time and excuse and I don't have time to learn this or that. I just did it. I did everything. I read so many books. I started to watch other women living the life I wanted and started to follow them as success always leaves clues. I also started to surround myself with only people and only a community who had the same values and non-negotiables as me. Exercised together, had similar money mindset, thought highly, were ambitious, encouraged and uplifted each other, were positive. And honestly, anyone that was negative, I no longer allowed to enter my life. I created boundaries. So I also decided to do more things that really got me out of my comfort zone because I knew that growth and getting out of my comfort zone would make me into the best version of myself. So I started to learn new skills, get on video more, show up in life more, encourage others more, be a leader, speak up more. I started to stop asking everyone else for their validation, but I just looked inside to myself as to what really made me happy and made me just be me. Persistence in my life and God led me to where I am today. So that's pretty much most of my story in a nutshell. And I just really want to encourage you to build your work around your life. I know that's kind of hard to believe, but I want you to stop self-sabotage and imposter syndrome. I want you to create the life you really want. And that could mean so many different things to different people. And yes, even in medicine, you can create a life that you want and how you want it. Just what do you really want? Not what everyone else wants, but what do you really, really want? Do you want to travel more? Do you want to have more time with your family? Do you want to do more research, be in academics? Do you want to start a nonprofit organization? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to coach a sports team? Whatever it is, do what you want. Just remember that you have to be willing to change your mindset and give up old patterns, habits, and beliefs, and what others are telling you that you should or shouldn't do. So just remember, I am here to inspire you to not give up on your dreams like I never did myself. Remember, as Michael Jordan said, failure gave me strength and pain was my motivation. So maybe, you know, maybe I just had you believe that this confidence I'm talking about that I have in life was a God-given gift and not something I worked for. Trust me on that. It's definitely something I worked on. I believe confidence is a skill and not actually a personality trait. All you have to do to have the confidence is actually have a willingness to try and take action in life. Because if you do that, you will never know where life will lead you. And we will talk more about this in the next episode. So that was a bit of my story. And I'm just going to end with the intention for this podcast. Why to tune in and press play. So this podcast is here to give you the inspiration, tools, and resources to get really, really clear on what you want in your life. So you can take more action, believe in yourself, 
act confidently, live an abundant life. I am so passionate about sharing my journey and all I've learned with all of you. You will have the tools to truly discover a better you, better health, and your best life. So guys, the Millennial Doc community is going to be absolutely amazing. You will find coaching, free resources. You will have a chance to invest in yourself, take your mindset, health, and business to the next level, and just be happy and go after what it is that you want. If you will, please email me, comment on my Instagram post, tell me what it is that you want in your life, because I will try my hardest to bring in the resources to help you get it. Tell me what you want to learn more about. What do you want to you know, learn more about ways to be consistent, ways to be healthy or happy, or how to design a business as a busy healthcare professional? What is important to you? So guys, let's connect on Instagram at Dr. Nicoletta and follow my podcast on iTunes. And I just cannot wait to see all your lives change. If you love this episode, just take a screenshot for me and tag me and repost it on all your social media channels. And I will make sure to repost you as well. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am so thankful for your support and hope you receive inspiration today to discover a better you, better health, and your best life. It would mean the world to me if you can take a second to share this episode with someone you think would love it. For free resources and inspiration, head over to drnicoletta.com and make sure to follow Millennial Doc Podcast on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review of the show. As always, step out with confidence and rock your life.